Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. candy so nevertheless I, I always liked her being with me arm candy you, you're better looking you make me look good <laughs> behind every good man is a great woman yeah come on <laughs> that'll preach won't it come on <laughs> hey listen i just want to give a big shout out uh to a particular individual and that is katrina she has been working for the last several weeks uh getting the cafe ready and again she's just been doing that just to serve you and so give her a hand if you will and again, she's been doing that for several weeks now, just as we've opened that, opened that up. August, we're going to uh, amp it up a little bit. And so August, there's going to come some new products, some things. In fact, I think we're going to also have some products that we put out just for you to sample and just to see if you like them. And, you know, it's kind of like Sam's. You know, you go down to Sam's uh, aisles and they say, hey, would you like a sample? And they're like, oh, yes, I would. <laughs> and what they're doing, they're, they're trying to entice you to get it. And so that's what My I My kids think. like it when it's that day at Sam's and we happen to be there. They're, they, it's like they're in heaven, like, oh, my gosh, Mom. And then they look at me like, well, can I try it? I'm like, well, sure. And they're like, okay. <laughs> There's just so much so many choices. Yeah. I think they target the kids because the kids will hound the parents, you know. Then they're so, like, you want to get that? I'm like, no. <laughs> Absolutely. So eat up. Well, hey, listen, I just want to encourage you. Uh, don't miss next week. Uh, I realize summer months are those months where everybody just kind of takes off for the summer and gets refreshed. I, I, I understand that, and I welcome that. I want you to have the opportunity to get refreshed and just get fueled up. But next week starts the summer kickoff it is the summer bash for gvc obviously next week we're having our dream team celebration and so if you ever wanted to be a part of the dream team just wanted to find out what it's like to be a part of the dream team you can come and hang out we're going to have good food uh fellowship and some fun and uh, so again just if you want to be a part just come uh, next week after service but also there's some special things that are going to kick off the summer i'm excited about it because uh and know. next week is wear your favorite team yes. jersey because yes. it's baseball day. Yes, and it's this team spirit day. So, team spirit. yeah, so maybe if we all wear Detroit Tigers gear, we'll maybe kind of spur them on or something. Maybe that will work for Detroit Lions. I don't know. We think we can do that? No. <laughs> no? They've lost. Oh. I'm telling you. Anyways, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, as I said... Um, we were supposed to be on vacation. Well, we actually are for the for last week and this uh, upcoming week. Uh, we were actually supposed to be in Oklahoma. Uh, Kelly's family is from there. Her father has a uh, cattle ranch, and so uh, we just did purpose to go out there and hang out with uh, the family and the kids. Just love running with the cows, and uh, they got to they got to milk their first cow last year. That was interesting, and it so. And then uh, they were with their papa riding on the four-wheeler. And then Sam, is it Sam or what's the dog's name? Sam. Sam. They just loved their dog, Sam. Well, then Sam got too close to the four-wheeler and, and papa ran over the dog. <laughs> oh, it was. So the dog's hobbling along all the rest of the time. And, you know, that dew claw on the side of the, the arm, man, ripped that. Oh, it was just, oh, it was. 
but uh, but nevertheless, the dog did all right, and he's he's he made a full recovery. But they just made some good memories and some bad ones too. But nevertheless, uh, we didn't go because uh, one of the family members got shingles, and uh, you know shingles is not a fun thing. And my wife has never had the chicken pox. Can you believe that? And so she's like, you know what? I'm not in fear, but I'm just going to use wisdom and we're not going. And so uh, I, I get it. I get it. So we just spent this last week uh, tooling around the house, hanging out by the pool. And next week we're going to have some fun. And so I'm telling you, it's been a good time of just being refreshed. And so my wife said to me, I'm like, hey, listen, let's just get out of town Sunday. We're not supposed to be there anyways. And she's like, well, we're not. We're still in town. We might as well go and minister anyways. And so it's her fault that I'm here today. All right. So, <laughs> In fact, get this. Get this. This is how oh, she tried boy. to pull it this morning. This she, is why he wanted me to help today. <laughs> yeah. We get up this morning. We get up this morning and she says, hey, you know, we're on vacation. You know, what if uh, the kids and I just stay home and you go do it? And I'm like, what? I tried it last night. didn't work. So I yeah. thought I'd try it today. It didn't work. <laughs> so anyways, when it comes to vacation, uh, if you're like I am, you always want to get there, don't you? You know, if, you, if you've got a destination in mind, whether it's going to Oklahoma, and we always drive because we always pack stuff along the way, and, and uh, you know, uh, Oklahoma's typically 14, 15 hours, and so you're always looking to get there, and there's always that anticipation of getting there, and really that whole idea is really how we live life, isn't it? Uh, when it comes to life, there's always there that we want to get to. There's the goals, there's the dreams, there's the getting out of school, there's the getting married, there's the meeting of the right person, there's the having the kids, there's the whatever it might be. There's always the anticipation of getting there. But if all we ever do is focus on the there, we miss the here. Because every day is the journey of being here that gets us there, right? And so we've got a purpose to live in the moment because when you think about it, everything about life is a journey. And so we've got to enjoy the journey or enjoy every day as we take it. In fact, I, I, my wife always teases me. She says, you know, you're getting more like your dad all the time. But I, I don't know, again, how you are, but as a younger person, I always wanted to get somewhere as fast as I could go. And whenever I rode with dad as a kid or even as I got to be a young man, uh, dad seemed to like taking the back roads. You know what I mean? You know, we're going down to the Genesee Valley Mall. Take the back roads. I'm like, dad, I got places to go. People see things to do. Let's hop on the expressway, put the pedal to the metal. Let's get there. And dad's taking the scenic route and he's enjoying the scenery. Right? And I just want to get there. And I'm finding that as I get older, I'm starting to like the back roads. I'm starting to enjoy the scenery. And my kids are saying to me, Dad, can we just get home? I just want to go swimming. That's all I want to do right now. But what am I talking about? That there's always this idea of that I want to get there. And if all we focus on is the there, we miss the here. And obviously, the here is where we're always at. The present is where we are always at. Tomorrow is tomorrow. Yesterday was yesterday, but today is the only thing that I have. When I wake up tomorrow, it is now today. 
So we've got a purpose to live in the moment. Psalms 119 verses 108 says this. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Did you notice that in that scripture he talks about my feet, which is my present, and my path, which is leading me to my future or what is down the road. But he makes this statement. He says, your word, your Bible, this this word speaking to me is a light to my feet and a light to my path. Now, the Bible also tells us this in Romans 10, 17. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I use those two scriptures and put them together, what that tells me is that this life was meant to be a life of faith. Every day is a journey of living by faith. My future is not just something that I stumble upon. Obviously, we set goals and are determined to get there. But God said, not only in your daily life is it a life of faith, but in order to get there, it is a life of faith. And the Bible says that the just or the Christian, the believer, lives by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So this entire life is a journey of faith, isn't it? Some of you might have grown in that and understood that this this life that we live is one that we live by simply trusting God. And when we talk about living a life of faith, I'm talking about involving God in the daily affairs of our life. Just trusting Him. Did you have something to say? Amen. (laughs) Way to go. Well, I was just thinking I found a scripture over in Proverbs chapter 6 and it says just that. It says, for the commandment is a lamp, the word of God is our commandment, and it lights our path. And the whole teaching of the law is light, Mm -hmm. and reproofs of discipline are the way of life. So it takes discipline to follow the light or the path or to get on that path. And then the discipline of life, it helps me reach that place called there. Right. And speaking of discipline, it talks about training. So did you notice that I deferred to my wife right there? Because there was just a a subtle body cue, and I'm like, did you want to say something? She's trained me well. Just the daily affairs of life. At home, you know, I duck a little. (laughs) Too much information there. (laughs) Too many stories. Listen, we're on vacation, so listen, I can be funny if I want to. (laughs) Well, when we're talking about living this life of faith or the journey of faith, that's what our lives have really been about. Ever since we have fallen madly in love and ever since I have... have, uh, strutted in front of her and she fell head over heels for me our life our marriage has been a life of faith this ministry this church has really been a journey of faith now again there's somewhere that we're going because again it's significant as to you as being a a part of the body of christ or being a part of a specific church but when i think about just this church as a whole, thinking back to when we started it, uh, this church actually goes back a while. And in fact, when it comes back to our, our first church that we started, it goes back to 2001. And we just knew that God had called us to start a church. We were on staff at another church. I was associate uh, pastor there. And when he asked me to come on, I just simply said, I'll come on. But I just want you to know that I know that God's called us to 
start a church in the, the greater Flint area. And I said, so I just want you to be aware of that. And he said, nope, I'm good with that. Just let me know as you begin to see things come into fruition. Well, so when it came to that time, we gave him the, the heads up. And when it came to starting a church, we didn't know how to start a church. Nobody showed you how, or there was never organizations that said, we'll partner with you and help you in these areas. We just said, we know that God called us to start a church. And so we just made up flyers and started going from door to door, hanging them on doors, saying, hey, we're starting a church. Uh, back then, there was uh, a thing called the newspaper. <laughs> and, and back then, the newspapers were something that you actually still utilized as advertisement. Obviously, they're pretty much obsolete uh, nowadays, or most people go to the Internet for, for information. But we just put some ads. We, we spent money out of our own pocket. And we didn't know where to start a church, but we just said, God, this is what you are, you are instructing us to do, so you lead the way. And maybe some of you are familiar with Spring Arbor University. They had a satellite school here in Flint, just off of Linden Road. I knew somebody that went to school there, but just on a whim, something just stirred on the inside and said, go back there and check and, and see if they would allow you to, to start your church there. Well, we met with the dean of the college, and he was more than willing just to, to help us out. In fact, it only cost us $50 a weekend. $50. I'm telling you, talking about just a God-orchestrated journey, it allowed us to get into the very first building that God blessed us with, and it was the building that we were in before we came to here. In fact, for some of you, you may not know the story, but we shut the old church down, revamped, and just purposed to start Genesee Valley Church. And again, we won't go into that details, but again, just the church that we came from was the, the place that God led us to. In fact, uh, well, I'll tell you a little bit about that in a, in a minute. But do you remember the very first time when we drove down that road and we saw the building? Do you remember your reaction? I was like, I don't think this is the building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't it. We, we'd been driving around, and, and all of a sudden I saw a... Uh, a for sale sign and something just went off in my spirit and i'm like we got to call that number when i called the number he said well it's funny that you're calling on this building because another church has put a purchase agreement on this building but they're selling theirs and it happened to be the building that we came to but when we drove down the road she's like eh, this isn't it this I isn't know. us <laughs> and the reason being is because the building was so run down it just looked very bad and it's just like, well, we got to see through the eyes of faith. And obviously, if you've been there, uh, man, the roof had three color shades of, of, of shingles. I mean, it, it, was, it was horrific. I mean, it had stained glass windows that were just cracked. I mean, it was just a mess. But man, God really blessed us as we got into that place. But then as we got into that place, obviously, God led us to the place of getting here. And what a journey of faith that it's been. I mean, had we not have been there, had we not learned how to trust God in the small things, we'd have never been able to come over to here to trust God for something bigger. It's a journey of faith. And the thing is, is that God always meets you where your faith is at. Mm -hmm. He always meets you where your faith is. God is always going to endeavor to stretch you. To take you beyond where you're presently at. And the reason being is because whenever he stretches you, he wants you to be able to give him the credit for it. Because at the end of the day, if you was able to say, look at what we did. 
God doesn't get the credit for it. But when God stretches you beyond where you can actually do it yourself and it takes faith to believe God for it, that's when God gets the glory. That's when God gets the credit. That's when you could say, look what the Lord has done. And we're here in this building and it's like, God, look at what you've done. I mean, I still pinch myself and say, man, God, it has been so good. Amen. We could have never seen down the road to this place because we were back there. Mm-hmm. Just like in your own life, you can't, you're here right now and you can't see the next place mm-hmm. that God has for you because you're just not there yet. But God had this place all along. He had it all set up for us. And so but we just had to trust him. But if we would have seen this place back there, mm-hmm. we would have instantly said, oh, no, we can't do that. No, nope, mm-hmm. there's no way. Because we had to totally step out in faith for this place. Aren't you glad we took that step? <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, and, and just when you think about your personal life. Now, again, we're talking about ministry and church. We're talking about our lives. But you realize that God has connected us together to take a journey together. And as we're always looking to the there, we can never get there without being here. And what that means is that, again, the just live by faith. And just like she said, had we seen this back then, we'd have said, oh, no, it's not possible. And what we oftentimes end up doing is rather than the just or the righteous or God's kids living by faith, we try to live by miracles. Do you know what I mean by that? It's like, oh, dear God, there's a big problem. Need a miracle, God. Or God, there's a situation. Or God, we would sure like that. God, you, if it's going to be you, it's got to be a miracle. Well, how many of you know that God does miracles still today? But the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. And that means is that we're trusting God, not just for the there, but in the daily journey that helps us get to there. Because in the here, it is a stepping stone to get us there. Right? And every step takes us up higher. Because you realize there's some, there are some things in your life. In fact, when I think about my kids, they love swimming. And they're, they're loving to jump off the, the, the diving boards. They're loving to, you know, just jump off of things. And my, my, my son, he's learning how to do a cannonball. And he's getting pretty good at it now. But, you know, when you think about the, the, the diving board and you see it way up there, if there was never a ladder to help get you stepping up to that place, you would look at it and say, man, that's just impossible to get up there. Even though I know it's meant for me to stand on, I know it's a platform for me, I know it's a place where I'm to take the big jump in my life, but how do I even get there? See, there are the steps of faith that take you higher, take you higher, take you higher. And did you know that a diver never just learns to jump off the high dive first? He learns how to jump off the side of the pool. Then he he progresses and graduates to the low-level diving board. Then he moves up to the next diving board. Then to the next, or however many that there are, until he builds the courage or the confidence or the faith to get to that next place. And so every one of us are on a journey of faith, living by faith, learning how to trust God along the way. But how many of you know that when it comes to this life of faith, it's not meant to be done alone? The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. In other words, 
we make each other better. Man, some of you know me and you'd say, man, pastor, you got some rough edges. Well, you should have seen me before I married her because she smoothed out a whole lot of edges. Some of it came with a big club sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to work that baby out. But once again, people are there to make us better. And the Bible says this, how can two walk together unless they're in agreement? See, God designed this life for us to do it together. God never meant for you to have mountain moving faith all by yourself. In fact, you remember over in 1 Corinthians, the Bible says, you might have faith that moves mountains, but if you don't have love, the, the Amplified says you're a useless nobody. Well, what's that mean? Well, you can have faith to move mountains, but if you don't have love or don't have an interaction with people, because obviously you can't love things, you love people. So without people in your life, your faith really doesn't amount to anything, except maybe for your own selfish self. And at the end of the day, you're still alone. God wanted us to take this journey together so that our faith can grow together. And again, when there's times where you're going through some hardships of life, you can say, man, I just need your help. I just need you to agree with me. I shared that at the, the offering time where somebody sent out a text and said, I am going in for an interview, and this is what I'm looking for you to agree with me in. Hook up your faith with me. That's what family does. Come on, we're standing with you. We're believing God for you. Yes, the favor of God is working on your behalf. And what happened? They got the job. And man, they're giving God praise. Woohoo! In fact, when the person gave me a call, I could hear it in the voice before they even said anything. The victory, the answer was in the voice before they even told me they got the job. Why? Because we live by faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 says that God sets or places in the church as it pleases Him. So, when you come to a church such as this, you've really got to search your heart. Is this the place that God has called me to be? Now, if you're called to be here, here's one of the things that I know God's going to do. And that is, is that God's going to stretch your faith. He's going to challenge you to grow. I know there's a whole lot of churches that, that they're, just, they're just okay with you just skating through life and getting beat up one side and down the other. As a pastor, I'm not okay with that. I want to see you have a life full of victory and successes. And when the challenges come, we stand together in the battle and we come out on the other side being victorious. Right? In fact, I, I shared this story with you before, but it goes, to, goes to, to the example of just being in a church body. And again, expressing my heart as a pastor, you know, there was a story that said, uh, you know, the, the Bible says that Jesus is the good shepherd, right? And so if he's the good shepherd, there ought to be evidence of him being the good shepherd. But for the sake of an example, you know, there was this, this, uh, this woman that had came out of the Walmart, uh, park, or the Walmart store one day. And she looked across the parking lot and saw walking down the road, there was this man. And there was all these sheep following this man. And she says, there is the great shepherd. She starts telling everybody, that's the great shepherd. And as they started looking, the vast depth of the sea of sheep that were following this shepherd and they're like dear god look at all the people following the great shepherd and they got all excited and people started gathering to see the great shepherd that was coming 
And as he approached, they started noticing all the sheep. The sheep were beaten up. The sheep were skinny. Some were limping because wolves had chewed on their legs. And they were the most ragtag bunch that you'd ever see. And then they started to question. I thought this was the great shepherd. But look at his sheep. They're beaten up. They're hurt. That's not God's heart for his people. He is the great shepherd and he desires for his children to be successful. As a pastor, what is my heart? As a pastor, my heart is to see the sheep or the body of Christ being successful, full of life, full of faith. And sometimes that stretches, sometimes that rubs, sometimes that holds us accountable. But I want to see you have a life of success. And so what am I saying? If God sits in the church as it pleases Him, that means that there are assigned relationships that God has placed in your life. I believe the, the most important is a pastor in your life. Just when it made me think of our journey mm-hmm. from the moment we started. We came in contact with a pastor that's over us, but when we met them, we didn't know they were our pastors. We were just They're part of our organization that we're in, and so we have the same thing in common. But then when we left there, we knew those were our pastors. They were to be our pastors, and there was something about a connection. And they're still our pastors today. They've been our pastors through every trial, every down, low spot. And we've had some really low spots. Mm -hmm. And if we told you, you'd be like, no way. I didn't even know that. And they're the ones that we called. Mm -hmm. We didn't call our neighbor, call our family. We called our pastor and you know why? Is because I know that they're not biased. Mm-hmm. They're going to speak God's will into my life. And they're going to speak the word. And so they're going to cause me to go the right way. They're and so build faith. And build faith, yeah. And they, every building we've gotten or we've come into, we've went to them. Mm-hmm. And we've had them come and look just to get their authority or, you know, just what they have to say. Their wisdom, you know, yeah. Their wisdom, their advice. And so when he talked about relationships and not doing it alone, like, yeah, God sets pastors in your life for a reason, not for them just to be up front every Sunday morning, but to actually be involved in your life. And they can only be involved if we involve them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, just in regards to just say a pastor in your life, but there's also that relationship of the family or just just God-ordained people. Like, for instance, I was thinking of, uh, when we when we stepped out to start our new church, this was the, the the first church. This was, gosh, what, 17, 18 years ago? I don't remember how long ago it's been now. But there was a friend. Now listen to this. Listen to the sense of humor of God. There was a girl that I dated for about two years. Her stepfather was a Christian man, went to Bible college. A girl that he was dating went to the Bible college I went to, invited me over to their house to watch the commencement video. In the midst of me watching the video of her commencement, they're in the kitchen making lunch. I'm in the living room bawling like a baby thing. That's where I have to go to school. Well, I broke up with the girl, went to Bible college, met her. We got married. A few years later, we're getting ready. In fact, I can still remember, we're sitting on the couch talking and planning and strategizing as to what we're going to do to start the church. The phone rings, and it's the the stepfather of the ex-girlfriend. I'm like, wow, that's a weird call. 
He's like, hey, how you doing, Tony? I said, hey, doing good. He said, well, what are you doing? I said, well, I said, we're just sitting here talking about how we're going to start our church. And he says, yeah, I know it. That's the reason I called. He said, because God told me you were starting a church and I'm supposed to come and help you. That guy helped us for, I don't know, three, four, five, six years. I don't know. He was such a blessing. I'm telling you. And again, he was somebody that hooked up with our faith to fulfill the journey. And obviously his journey was just for a season. But it was to fill, fulfill the plan of God for our lives. It takes people. I think when we go to that, when we went to Spring Arbor University, Phil Rose. Man, I love that man. And he was so accommodating. He said, well, whatever you want, this place is yours. He said, just clean it up when you're gone. And he said, they loved us. I mean, they literally loved us renting their place because when we left, we left it better and took better care of it than when we got there. <laughs> I mean, God always sets up journeys. You mentioned the Karstens, I remember. I can still remember, and I know Mrs. Karsten, she likes to shop, and us guys, we tag along with the girls. And so uh, we're sitting in the back of the car. I don't remember, it was in early winter because it was snowing outside. We're sitting in front of TJ Maxx. Any of you ladies know where TJ Maxx is over here on Linden Road? <laughs> We're sitting in front of TJ Maxx, and Mrs. Karsten turns around and says, you need to get a building. We're like, we know that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> duh. I mean, I wasn't being disrespectful. No. I'm saying, I know that. But it was when she spoke into our lives that it gave us permission to engage our faith. We were looking at the dollars and the cents, and she says, listen, it's time. It's time to step out on your faith and trust God. And it was just that push that we needed. As a result of going to that next place. Well, they've been with us in this journey. They've been with us over at this other building. And it was just, I think it was last year. She, she Once again, she said, you need to get into a bigger building. It's time. And we're like, yeah, duh. <laughs> we, we know that too. <laughs> but again, it gave us permission to believe God. And that's what God will always do. When it came to getting the, the loan for the last building, we went to, to 10 banks and they all said no. When we finally got to that last one, I said, you're the last guy and I'm believing that you're going to do the right thing. He says, well, we'll go to the board meeting and he said, we'll see what they can do. He called us. We were sitting in, or we were shopping at Sam's. She had just gotten done eating a whole bunch of those freebies. <laughs> we, we were in Sam's in the freezer section and the phone rang. And it was, it was Mr. Hardy. He was the vice president of the company, of, of the bank. And he says, have you been praying? I said, I've been praying you making the right decision. He said, well, you got your loan. And again, it was just somebody that went to bat for us when we stepped out on faith. See, God is going to appoint people in your life to hook up with you and encourage you in the time that you need. Because every one of us are on this journey of faith. It takes people to open doors up for you. Absolutely. So God appoints them. Well, when we were in that, that other building. And again, you always think, and, and I know people say this, well, we're not pastors. We don't know as many people as you do. Uh, we just have our realm of influence. God is not limited to the people that you know. When we got into that building, uh, the, 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 well, I won't go into that detail. But we got left with some bills from the previous church that we weren't aware of. So we went down to the township, and there was nothing that they could do about it, but it was roughly almost $2,000 worth of debt. There were several of them. And the woman that was the township supervisor, not supervisor, treasurer, her name was Sandra Wright. Sandra Wright. She was a Christian woman, and she just fell in love with us. 
And the first time that I met her, she said, how much is that for? She pulled her checkbook out of her wallet and wrote us a check to pay off the bill. She did that two other times. Hasn't, didn't know us from Adam when we met her, and, and we have not had a relationship with her since. But God strategically used her to pay off debt. She'd come to our church on a Sunday, and she had a church that she went to. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason she came, is <laughs> just to write those checks and pay those bills. So <laughs> she'd right. give them as an offering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when I think about even this building, I mean, you were driving down the road and, well, you can tell the story. And We were driving down the road, or I was driving down the road and I was by myself. Well, I was coming down um, the road here and I saw the sign and I said, ah, I said, that church isn't there. And we had kind of assumed that they weren't here anymore. And I said, that, that building is for sale. So I, when I got to the church... You're talking about the day that you had called and we... Yeah. And, yeah. And so I, I, I'm going to call, and I call, was calling him to say, that building is for sale. I knew I saw a sign, it's for sale. And I said, I have the number for you. He had already called the guy um, and was meeting the guy that day. And I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome. But the funny thing is, this guy... That was the realtor that I was meeting. That was the realtor. But there's... Yeah. The, was it Brad Button? Superintendent, yes. Is a superintendent of the Methodist organization in this area. Well, he was over this building. We met that guy two years ago because we did family camp over at the the campground. And uh, we had family camp. Our church went out there. And so just by chance, we had met this Brad Button two years ago. Didn't know why we were meeting him. And he remembered uh, Tony from two years ago, and he had been trying to call our church, Mm -hmm. call him. He was calling every number he had, Mm -hmm. and nobody, we weren't getting any messages. (laughs) And he'd been trying for weeks to get a hold of us because he wanted us to have this building before they put it up for sale. It's already up for sale now. And so, I mean, you can tell, there were so many God things in this. I I had set up an appointment for the realtor, but... I had came to the, the church ground and was just walking it because I just wanted to get That's a right. sense in my heart. Is this it, God? Well, that Brad Button pulled over to the Stop office him. over there. And as I'm walking around the back of the building, he starts walking towards me. And he's got a big grin on his face. He's like, hey, he says, do you remember me? And I'm like, your face is familiar. <laughs> oh, yes. And he says, I have been trying to get a hold of you. So, again, it was just a God appointment. But, see, we're, we're looking for the miracles but this is a journey of faith and there's things that god has spoken to your heart about there are dreams that you have there's things that you've been waiting for there's things that you put on a shelf and it's for an appointed time and it's just a matter of walking it out by faith two years ago we met somebody that was going to be strategic in getting us this building because of relationships and walking and living by faith and the reason that it takes time is because we got to grow spiritually and we got to grow mentally, right? And so God's just looking for us all to grow together, stretch together, because once again, God has set us in a place to be a church family, to walk and live this life of faith. And every one of us has a next season for our lives, but it's all connected. You're not here by chance. You're here to hook up with people that know how to walk and live by faith. 
And we're just we're continuing to learn that. Walking it out, trusting God. But how do you grow in faith? By getting around people that grow in faith and live by faith. And I'm telling you what, God's got some good things for us. Amen? God's got great things for you. Don't give up on those things that are in your heart. Don't give up on those things that you've seen in the dreams that God's given you. It may be for an appointed time. Don't look or focus on the end. Take each day and make it a day of living by faith. And it will be a stepping stone to get you to the next place called there. Amen. Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray for you. I realize that it's so easy to get get discontented in the where, the when, the how, the who. Even it's easy to get discontented with the place. But if you recall, the scripture says, don't grow weary in in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. The greatest way for us to stay strong is to do life together. Because when we're weak, we've got strength in numbers. When our faith seems like it begins to waver, we've got those that will speak truth and speak life and speak the word into our, into our very being to help encourage our faith. So Father, we thank you right now for this group of people. God, we thank you that you have called us to do greater things. God, it's not by chance that we're assembled here today. And God, you are stirring our hearts from being complacent and coming over into a place of trusting you and living by faith. Each day, growing in our relationship with you. So God, I thank you that you're mending and molding And yes, there are even those that your heart has been hurt. You've been hurt from churches of the past. You may have even been hurt here. And I don't know why, I don't know what the cause is. But I would simply ask you just to let go of the hurt. Choose to forgive and walk in love. Because you're needed, you're valuable. You matter to God. You have a supply of faith. You have a supply of wisdom. You have a supply to this church family. So I pray in the name of Jesus that your heart be mended. That your mind would have peace. And that we could choose to forgive and move on to another day. Because God, you're taking us to a place called there. And we give you all the thanks and praise. And everyone said, Amen.
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.